Hello, welcome to Q&As. My name is Tiffany, and I'll be your host. For this installment, we're going to speak about other asexual identities and the importance of identity. Preemptively, I'm going to put a disclaimer on my pronunciation because it is truly atrocious. So, demisexuality. A demisexual person is someone who develops sexual attraction only after they've established a strong emotional bond. I'm bringing up demisexuality first for a reason, and it's because I've encountered a lot of people who try to make the argument, isn't everyone demisexual? Well, the case is, no, not everyone is demisexual. And the reason why is that a demisexual person experiences no sexual attraction in their everyday life. That means advertisements, really attractive people in Hollywood, maybe that cute person at the bar, nothing. No sexual attraction. It is only after they've developed an emotional bond that they have the possibility of feeling sexual attraction to someone. Up next is cupiosexual. A cupiosexual person is someone who does not experience sexual attraction, but still desires a sexual relationship. Now, I am not cupio, and I only know one person who is. So consider this something of a casting call. If you are cupio, and you have something of a story or perspective to share, then get a hold of me on my blog, and we'll see if I can either read it or have you as a guest. Our next stop is with Recipiosexual. This is a person who only experiences sexual attraction to someone after that someone is attracted to them. So, from the way I've been made to understand it, the person lives their lives typically with no sexual attraction. And when they learn that person A finds them attractive, only after that point does the recipio have the chance to possibly experience sexual attraction to person A. As sort of a side note, one of the beautiful and incredibly frustrating things about the asexual community right now, as it is in 2015, is that it, it develops so quickly and changes, and all of this terminology kind of grows and expands a bit organically, so I may be behind on a couple of these terms, and so if that is the case, please feel free to reach out and let me know if there have been any recent changes. Lastly for tonight is going to be novosexual. And a novosexual person is someone who experiences attraction that changes with one's identity. And I know sexual identities are not something to be disrespected, so when I say this, please don't take it that way. But novosexual is one of the coolest sexual identities I've ever heard of. It, it fascinates me to know that humans can be so diverse. Essentially, what novosexual is as I understand it now, is imagine that there's a person, and this person has more than one gender. And as those genders change, so does the way they experience sexual attraction. 
Which, to me, is just fascinating. But I digress. I know that all of these different terms and definitions may seem like some scary new frontier, because it's relatively uncharted territory. But there's a reason why this community exists. There is an importance to self-identity. And in a bit more of an abstract perspective, all of this essentially begins as a child. Why is it that children are selfish beings? Well, it's natural. It's good even. It allows them to explore themselves, to test their boundaries, and to find their own limits. Identity is ever-changing as well. As a person grows, so does their understanding of themselves. Some children will identify one way when they're younger, and they may grow into a new mentality or perspective. And just the same, some children will understand themselves at a young age and stay that way. As such, age is not relevant to how correct a person is. Self-identity is used as a structure around which a person's mind grows. It's a symptom of self-awareness, and unsurprisingly, it is essentially important for the human psyche to be fully aware of itself. As such, for many people, it's important to identify themselves as it allows a framework for their mind to process. Nobody can determine another person's sexuality. This is not something that can be diagnosed, or in some cases even quantified. Nobody besides yourself can choose your identity because it is a tool that you will use for yourself. And I've also received a lot of messages recently, within the last couple weeks, with people asking me if they are ace enough to use an identity. And that phrase in particular really irritates me. But the reason why is because all you have to do is look up the definition of asexual, and gray, or demi, or any of the other identities I listed. And if you're reading those words, and you feel like those words describe you, and you want to use it, congratulations, you are officially ace enough. The whole concept of having sexual and romantic identities is that they are supposed to help you, not hinder you. But along the same lines, you don't have to feel obligated to use any of these terms either. I mean, you, you need to respect them. If there's someone who decides to use a sexual identity, it is not your place to correct them. And conversely, if you choose to have an identity, it's no one else's place to correct you. And with that inspirational note, I'm gonna have to end this installment. So I hope I was able to help someone out there. And if anything, stop by my blog, q-and-ace.tumblr.com and give me a few asks and maybe a few things to talk about. So thank you for your time and enjoy these bloopers. Next episode hasn't been decided because I procrastinate. Preent- mm. <laughs> I'm gonna get this word right one day.
Which to me is mm. just <sighs> a text message. I sound weird right now. It changes again. It's so cool. You don't understand, guys.